Hey guys, it's Otto Winkler here. And in this short podcast, I'm just going to mention a couple of things in regard to health and why we should be motivated to stay healthy and get as much of life as possible. Just to refer to something from my past, it's not that I get sick often, but even when I had a stomach bug and I was vomiting and feeling terrible and always, you know, thinking what I'm going to do when I get well and that urgency of searching for health, or when I broke my leg, well, not really a leg, but a toe, and for a month I couldn't really walk properly, and I had cast, so I was already visualizing and dreaming about the freedom of cycling and running and so on. So what I'm trying to say is we sometimes take things for granted, but then, you know, when we have a situation where we kind of lose it, and we start to appreciate it. So certain things with health could be a little bit too late to get into. So the reason why I'm saying this is what we can do easily and why to stay motivated, you know, when there's enough drive, for example, eating enough vegetables or enough fruit, enough healthy food, um, you know, doing jogs or walks or just to do some class rather than the opposite would be like processed foods, a lot of it, lazy to cook or busy to organize, a lot of reasons people have why they don't eat well and never get properly prepared for for the day and then just grab whatever is convenient there. You know, if we just look at it as a big picture, that every part of that big picture has to be perfect. So if you imagine that component of, let's say, sleep, nutrition, exercise, we we try to optimize everything. So it's not like you are trying to change everything and master it and perfect it to the point, but just to look at your lifestyle currently and see what can I improve easily. I always tell people when try to lose weight, it's not just you just try to lose weight. You try to change habits. Habits got you into that extra whatever, extra few beers here and there, extra cakes, extra ice cream, or maybe just life gets very busy and you stop exercising and before you were managing quite okay all your volume of food and whatever addition to that, like treats on desserts are there, or occasional drink or two. It's it's all about finding that right balance and finding the gap in a day for yourself and I know for some people it's very busy, but it's very important that you find time for yourself because eventually you're going to burn out and eventually you're going to start to feel unwell, unhealthy, stress out. You know, that's where where exercise really brings in that de-stressing factor when you're physically working out. So lots of physiological mechanisms that make you Um, deal with the stress better or sort of release it you know through motion through spending your energy through sweat through pushing the weights through jumping to music in a class but just to find a you know right balance just to start even with as little as one session a week and that one session it's it's not optimal but it's better than zero much 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 better than doing nothing i would always recommend to do something you enjoy so maybe it will be a spin class, maybe it will be um evening walk in a park. 
and just get yourself into that zone of of doing something regularly to to kind of move more and and that's not only about losing weight of any kind this is actually for just longevity and de-stressing and you know having a good routine and i spoke to a couple of people who were in their 70s and there was a really lovely couple where i used to work and they had really really interesting routine they they usually spent like three hours around the gym so first they come in they park the car walking on the beach for like half an hour and then you know, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of warm-up and a little bit of strengthening. And then later on, they will go to the pool and they will basically swim and go to sauna maybe, chill out a little bit. For someone of that age, they it's not just one person told me, but they say it's important to have a routine. I guess we are creatures of habit. So if your routine is to sit at home and watch telly for four hours, six hours a day, you know, you kind of, you get tired of doing nothing. And when you sit, and the longer you sit, the harder it is to start moving. And I know it for myself when I have those tired days when I don't feel like doing much. But those are the days where I'm actually even feeling worse than if I was just moving around. That's one of the things to really check. So you don't excessively sit but having some sort of interest to go out and do activities in regard to that healthy lifestyle and health and energy would be the, the food. And there's no one particular diet that suits everyone and everybody has different needs, different preferences. They like different foods, for example. But just to kind of mix up different food categories, so... Let's say having a little bit of fruit, a little bit of vegetables, some salads, meats, for example, lean meats or steaks, for example, eggs, a great source of protein and uh, dairy and, and, and gluten products. So with grains, there are different philosophies and different schools of thoughts. And some experts say don't drink meals. Some people say don't, don't eat any gluten products. I grew up definitely on milk and um, the white flour. Well, I survived it <laughs> and I still occasionally have a bit of milk, but the small things like adding milk to your tea or coffee and if you have full fat milk, you're adding calories. I actually notice it as well. I actually like milk a lot, but if I start adding into, let's say, each cup of tea is like 40% is just milk, you're adding also lots of calories into it. So just to be aware of those, uh, if you eat foods and it makes you feel bloated and very, very heavy feeling your stomach and your digestion, it's possibly that your body is telling you something and it's best to just to listen to it and maybe you could avoid something. Personally, I find that if I combine a lot of different food categories, and eat a big meal, I have a problem with digestion. Much more likely if my bigger portion was just simple A, B, C, whatever that is. But once you start to have like 10 different food types on your plate, you know, you start to mix up and that one, maybe the body is not really sure what exact acids to produce, what concentrations. We also have enzymes that need to break it down. So maybe we have a bigger range, bigger range of 
the the food in the stomach it's just conflicting itself in its nature to to break down really you know sometimes just having it more simple that's also something i would recommend another really important factor to feel good to be energized to have health is the sleep and these days just too many of us are addicted on the screen time mobile phones smartphones constantly we can just go on the next youtube video another article another here and there on social media and eventually we actually have that blue light just you know minutes before we try to close our eyes and we're still thinking about you know what we read or watched and so first of all it's good to have the night filter night mode that will turn down the blue light emitting from your screens that could be also on your windows or macbook or whatever system you use all the screens are now able to just dial down that blue light so more reddish feel to it orangey and doesn't stimulate the eyes as much well sorry doesn't stimulate the brain as much to be thinking that it's daylight not to trick you that you should be awake while it's 11 p.m for example and also just being able to just wind down a little bit from the electronics and read a book for example or just stretch meditate maybe make a list for your next day for example what to do so you put it away from your mind onto the paper so you don't have to think about these small details about if you have a busy job and you try to figure out how to make things better how to prepare for your next day work so sometimes just instead of just looking at the screen just write it down on a piece of paper and those are just little routines that can help you to improve your sleep also it helps that you know you go to the bed in the same time and that you wake up in the same time even when you are day off that helps that rhythm so your body is producing the right hormones in the right time uh, you just basically feel like you can fall asleep personally i'm not really good at it and i'm still trying to figure out how to make my sleep better and i think what i just told you that is one of the things i should apply more and yeah easier said than done i'm constantly watching youtube videos and reading and i'm also doing trading so every so often i'm, I'm checking the, the crypto markets and see if i can change my positions a little bit so there's a lot of reasoning that i can say look i'm doing it because this but at the end of the day if i don't get seven hours sleep at least i'm not feeling well so ideally eight hours especially if i'm exercising a lot then also physically my body needs to recover just adding this all together so just to sort of recap what i have said exercise some form of activity daily or every second day if you are too busy do at least bare minimum do one workout a week or have a longer walk somewhere in the mountains or a big park or whatever beach whatever you can do try to get some activity per week period with food just eat healthily so that means less treats more real food less convenient food and more preparing for it and having well-balanced diet which has a little bit of everything so fresh vegetables fruit meats 
and even grains and anything that you like and is healthy is is always better than foods that are new to you and you just a bit of experimenting with it to find what you like and then stress as well stress and sleep so basically when you balance your sleep you're less likely to be pushed by something and trigger some sort of uh, big stressful reaction to it let's say somebody cuts you off in the traffic when you drive and you just go crazy so sometimes just to be balanced and say well I'm sure they didn't intend to do that and no reason to get into a street fight with someone, um, you know, especially when nothing nothing really happened. So just to be able to control your feelings and not to be too explosive. So managing stress and again, whole lifestyle, the exercise, the nutrition, the sleep will actually make you much more relaxed, much more ambitious. You have more energy. You don't have to abuse caffeine or sugar. And that, that is actually something I could talk about more. And so, you know, when we are tired, real tired, when our brain just doesn't operate properly and we still have things to do and, you know, everybody has different lifestyles, but some people in their jobs, they have to perform, otherwise they have a problem. So that's the huge sort of pressure that we need to perform. So that's why... I'd say it's easy to get into that sort of addictive part of just like, oh, I'll just have one coffee here. Oh, I'll just have a little bit of chocolate here. And it does the job. It really lifts you up, but it's very temporary. Personally, when I have coffee or even caffeine supplement, so after a while I crash. And so that while could be something like half an hour. So if I'm tired, really tired, it's either better drink the coffee the whole day and sip on it rather than have one big dose and just kind of maintain that sort of certain level of caffeine in your system. But then if you do this at, let's say, after 3 p.m., then you're risking that your body is not able to break down that caffeine and you might have a trouble fall asleep, which might be one tired day turning into two or three tired days until you have day off and you can actually sleep properly. So it's really tempting and you might actually feel good initially and then as you get increased dosing and then you have three, four or five coffees a day, then you realize you actually need to sleep better. So these days when I'm tired, I'm trying not to touch the caffeine at all. Maybe herbal tea every so often, but personally, again, just crash is bigger so let's say you feel tired and you can kind of manage it but then after the coffee i feel more jittery and even higher level of fatigued and now considering i'm 39 now how many years i was abusing caffeine it actually is not sustainable so better to have something like energizing meal with with fruit for example that can give you better energy than just stimulation and you can always think about caffeine like a credit card using that energy that you don't have you use it money that you don't have and then you know you have to pay the bill so the same way you can think about when you're tired and you stimulate yourself it's not that you actually generate new energy you borrowing your energy from the future and eventually uh, side effect will be burnt out adrenal glands that's supposed to stimulate natural energy production and then you are on a loop of getting into a serious addiction on caffeine. 
So caffeine and also many times hand in hand with sugar. You can put sugar into it. You can put milk into it, which is still a bit sugary. You know, this mostly most content of milk is carbohydrates, the galactose. So milk sugar. That's why when you drink coffee and have a little bit of milk, it should be enough to just kind of neutralize it and sweeten it and not to add too much sugar into it at all. I mean, you don't really need it unless you really, really need it. I mean, if you're really starving and you are someone who is active, let's say I'm a trainer, I know a lot of trainers, so maybe it will lift you up because you actively move around, you you know, give training programs, you, you're kind of active with them. So you might be thinking you, you need a sugar, but there are better options than just to drink pure sugar drinks, like Lucozate, for example. I mean, these drinks are designed for at least literally be like mid marathon and say, hey, you go give me as much sugar in a drink as possible so I can keep going another two hours on the bike. And that's really what it is. And it's not good when you don't exercise that excess every excess sugar has to be converted into fat and that will trigger the insulin response. If you have constant stimulation or overstimulation of that uh, insulin mechanism, you're just basically becoming less sensitive to insulin. So therefore your body has to produce more of it. So that's kind of like pre-diabetes stage. And for diabetes type 2, which is the, the one that usually happens in an adult life and it's mostly related to the sugar consumption. So again, if you're a very active person and you have, let's say, some sweets, for example, then you know, you're know you much more likely to just store them into liver as a glycogen or in the muscles. That's kind of it for today. And it was just a little bit of a solo podcast just to keep the flow. And if you guys have any questions, you can contact me on info at autowinkler.com and ask me questions. If you have some ideas, I can create a podcast or invite guests and talk about topics you guys are interested into. All right, so have a good day and talk to you next time.